Welcome to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. Our goal is to help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us. Now, let's join our team as we get to follow up, break down, and gain deeper insight into this week's message. Hey guys, welcome back to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. I am Justin Oswald, Executive Pastor of TC, and with me today again is uh, Lead Pastor Brad Livingston. Hey guys, welcome back. It's another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast and uh so glad that you're with us thank you for tuning in and uh, we're just so grateful for all you guys that keep doing the downloads and listening to us and um so yeah and we had a great week this past week finishing uh the second part to our authentic flourishing series pastor dan did a great job kicking off the first part last week and if you haven't had a chance to go listen to those, I encourage you to go listen to part one and part two of authentic flourishing um and then you know come back and and listen to uh to the follow-up today but man it was a good good day yeah yeah so um obviously it's uh for for us here in pensacola for those of you that are out of town listeners you know the weather's getting getting good <laughs> in the south uh so the weather's doing well and uh and the, the fairs in town so there's all kinds of people just moving and jiving and all that stuff and um so man Sunday was just a good day. It's cool, a lot of energy in the room, and we are grateful uh, for everything that happens on these Sundays, man. So people's lives changed, and God is doing some amazing things in people's hearts and in their lives. And the Authentic Flourishing series is is so much a part of that. You know, uh, people come to us all the time, and they go, you know, I did I didn't realize that doing A, B, and C in my life was would lead to X, Y, and Z. You know, like. Um, but we, you, you know, we try to hit on it at least once a year. We tell people, you know, this is the blueprint. This is the promise that God has for you, and these are the steps necessary to get there. And uh, we invite you on this journey to join us. And yeah. and some people do. And every time people do, they come back and tell us, like, man, this is you. You were so right. This is so great, or you know, whatever. And uh, so, man, we invite all of you out there, li- listeners in listener land <laughs> and podcast land, to uh, to do the same. So, if you haven't listened to the sermon from this past Sunday, go listen to it. Uh, we invite you guys to to join us on the journey towards authentic flourishings. But uh, yeah, it's a good time. Good time. So uh, let's get into it, Justin, for what we have today. The title uh, of the sermon from this past week was Seed in the Ground. Seed in the Ground. Justin, are you a farmer? Do you do any farming? Nah. <laughs> nah. I, I knew that answer nah, before I asked it. Not a farmer. Uh, so Now, I come from farmers. Oh, really? I mean, not, I say farmers. Yeah, I mean, like farmers. Like my dad had a garden when I was a kid. Oh, really? We had a big garden. Okay. Yes. So, so my grandfather, he grew up on a cotton. My, my grandfather, they grew up farming cotton and peas and everything, um, up in Alabama. But huh? Yeah, but not me now. Like we have grocery stores now. <laughs> like you can literally walk in and buy on the shelf. Listen, it, I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't, none of I don't. I don't know how many of you see Justin on a regular basis. But I don't think out in the polo show, polo shirt and his uh, loafers don't, or whatever. Don't hate <laughs> that he's going to be out there throwing on some overalls and some not, some mud not, boots. But no, I think it's a valuable. Like, here's the thing, though. Like, I'm joking about not being like if if the Russians really hacked us all and all this stuff. <laughs> like, and the power grid's down and like. There's no more, like, now with the Saudi, like, if the, if the gas stops, like, you know, the grocery stores are empty tomorrow. Right. We're all, like, I'm in trouble. Right. Like, I got no <laughs> seeds at the house. I don't know what to do with them if I had them. Right, right, like, right, right, right. Like, I'm having to, you know, so I'm was, in trouble. Yeah, so, was, no, I'm not a farmer. It was interesting. So, my dad, uh, you know, Pastor Dan, he's, I, I, I don't know if you would call him a farmer, I would call him more a gardener than a farmer. Okay. But he does a lot of fruits and stuff. Uh, you know, we you know, he, we went over the other day and he's like, hey, you want some pears off my pear tree? And there's like 200 pears on his pear tree. And I yeah. said, I'll take a few. And I walked out of there with like three Winn-Dixie bags full of pears. I don't know. I don't eat that many pears in my life, let alone like yeah, over the doing? next six months or whatever. But because Paris can last a while but all that to say <laughs> he's a he is a, quite a gardener and um but i did grow up in that my grandfather was a, quite you know he was a farmer 
so my dad, my grandparents, and my aunt and uncles, they kind of grew up on the orange groves down in Central Florida. Shout wow. out to Lakeland, Florida, and Winter Haven, Florida. But they kind of grew up in that area. And a lot of orange groves down there. A lot of that kind of stuff. And so, a lot of orange groves. So we used a lot of principles this uh, past Sunday talking about um, sowing um, seed in the ground. Um and so, yeah, it was that was kind of the, the general take. And so we used a lot of references for that. And I think that's always helpful to kind of build a framework for what we were talking about. But let's get into <clears throat> some of what we talked about on Sunday. Justin, why don't you read us the theme verse or verse is for the month? Yeah, Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. And then uh, Psalms thirty five twenty seven, let them shout for joy and be glad, who favor my righteous cause, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, bum, I messed. Bum, up. I didn't bum, mean bum. to do that in the scripture. Bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> favor, yeah, and let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. First of all, if John, John's gonna drop a little John reference right here. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, but all that to say, that <laughs> in, is, the scripture. <laughs> in the scripture, Lord forgive me. So, but Ephesians and Psalms uh, is talking about the idea that God wants more for us. Now, uh, we've talked about this before on our podcast. I have talked about it in my preaching. Someone just mentioned it earlier today. I'm not talking about the prosperity gospel. I am not talking about the idea that you come to God to get things. You come to God to get God. Um, and when you get God, God also in you pulls out the purpose he created you for. And what he does is he resources you for the purpose that he created you for. And we talked about that quite a bit last week. But um, so because he wants to resource us uh, and he wants to give you what you need to accomplish the purpose, um, you know, he, he therefore he's going to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine with the purpose that we have. And he has to give us what we need. He has to give us the um, we have to live prosperously uh, to accomplish that purpose. So uh, that's more of what we're talking about. When we're talking about having a measure more and who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Is mm-hmm. It's about giving us more than we need so that we can do more. And as we're faithful with more then he can trust us to do more. And that kind of segues us into the. The first part of what we talked about on Sunday, Justin, and we talked about what does God think? More in kind of referencing prosperity, what does God think about our resources? Um, and so let's kind of hit that list real quick. Yeah. Uh, number one. God is interested in our flourishing. God is interested in our flourishing. And so he has taken an interest in your success. He is taking an interest in in your prosperity, in your flourishing. He's, he is interested in it, but there's a reason that he's interested in it, which is number two. Yep. God is invested in our flourishing. And that is that God is invested in our flourishing. So the way that I painted the picture on Sunday is if you were, do you have stocks right now? Are you a, are you a stalker? Uh, Sometimes I'm not, a prepper, but I'm not a not, not at the, not, I'm, I'm a Bitcoiner right now. <laughs> seriously, so, I, I believe you 100. Yeah. yeah, seriously. Um, no, not a stock at the moment. Okay, don't own any stocks at the moment. But we were talking about on Sunday. I, I kind of phrased the question. I said, if you if you had ten thousand dollars in Apple stock right now, I wouldn't do that. But uh, I would have ten thousand in Amazon. But fair enough. Okay. If you, let's say you just had ten. Oh, let's say ten thousand Amazon stock. You know, um, if Bezos makes a move. You know, like, are you, you're going and you're looking for that stock. You, you want to know how it's doing. You like do. You, because you are invested in something. And I think that's, I know that's how God is with us. He's invested in our lives, not just uh, on behalf of grace and mercy and salvation and all of those things. Like he's invested in that arena. Sure. Um, but he's also, he's invested in our flourishing. In other words, he's giving to us, he's investing in us resources, um, but he's investing resources into our flourishing um, because he's interested in our flourishing. Uh, But the reason that he's investing in us and the reason he's interested in our flourishing, uh, the reason he's doing those things is so that we would be using his investment to create an impact in other people's lives. 
So he invests in us here. I, w- I want to invest in you. And just like if we were to buy stocks, like I want to know how the CEO and the CFO, I want to know how they're managing what they're managing to get me a great return on what I've invested. Mm-hmm. Right. So we want to know, are they selling? How are they doing? What's the market looking like? Because I want to know, is there going to be a return on my investment? And if there's not a return, what do we do? We hope that it gets as close to what we put into it and we sell. We get our investment out of there, right? And sometimes we want to know why God gave us a season where he looked like he was investing into us, but then we go through a season where it looks like he's not. And the question becomes, during the season that he was investing into us, were we doing the right thing? Were we creating a return on his investment? Mm -hmm. If he gives you $2,000 extra this month, hypothetically, Here's two thousand extra dollars. Do you squander that on the new TV and the new surround sound system and the new whatever, you know, or do you say, you know, I'm going to take a portion of that and I'm actually going to do something with it to help impact the kingdom. Sure. Take a portion of that. It's your blessing. Do whatever. You know what I mean? Fly you and your wife to Orlando, what, whatever. Like I'm, I'm not telling you not to, not to live your life with what God gives you. What I'm telling you is every time God gives you something, he's investing in you Mm -hmm. and he wants to know, is there going to be some sort of return on that investment? Because he's invested in our flourishing, but is he invested for a reason? He wants a return. And the only return, I will say this, the only return God is interested at the end of the day is people. So you may use your finances to help impact more people. You may use your resources, your time, to help impact more people, but it's always about people. Mm-hmm. That's what God's interested in. So, and then number three, number three is God is inspecting our flourishing. God is inspecting our flourishing. So, and how does He determine whether or not we're doing the right thing with the investment? He inspects. He inspects our life. He inspects what we're doing. He's He's constantly checking to see are we are we worthy? Like, should we be blessed more? Did we do the right thing with what He blessed us with originally? Right. Did what he give us go to a good, go to use properly in the kingdom? And if it did, if he inspects and see that the investment was, it was worth it, then he's going to be interested in reinvesting into our lives. And the people that, the, the people who run dry are the ones that get so worried about like their income or, or their lives or whatever, that they stop investing in other people. And when you stop investing in other people, that means you don't have seed in the ground for the next harvest, which we're going to get into here <laughs> just a little bit. So um, and to kind of further that concept, uh, we can put down a couple of scriptures. Justin, why don't you give those to us? Yeah. Jeremiah seventeen ten. I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind to reward each person according to their conduct, according to what their deeds deserve. Right. So according to what you're doing, he examines your heart, then he examines your mind. And according to your conduct, according to your deeds... Then he gives, right? He rewards each person. He reinvests into each person according to their conduct and what their deeds deserve. That's Revelation right. twenty two twelve. Re- Revelation twenty two twelve. Behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me to give to each one according to what he has done. So, to according to each one what he has done, the reward is available. Now, Re- Revelation twenty two twelve. We know he's talking about an eternal reward there, more so than a temporal one, you know, but. Uh, even still, it further drives home the point that God is looking to give to those who are doing the right thing with what is being given. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we constantly have to look for the opportunity to reinvest uh, what has come to us. So, uh, Justin, you, we talked a little bit last week about like when you first started tithing. Like, yeah. And you've seen like, I mean. You've seen it, right? You've seen, and talking about finances, uh, you've seen how as long as we stay committed to what God, you know, to tithing, we stay committed to giving to the Lord. Like as we continue to do that, he just blesses us back. All he, the time. Always takes care of us, right? Yeah, I'm well taken care of. And, <laughs> and, and it's not because like I make a bunch of money. Right, right. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like right. I have, I have like as far as like my needs are met and then my wants are met for the yeah. most part. Like, yeah, obviously, we're blessed. Yeah, no doubt, you know, and um. Yeah, I tithe without fail, you know, period. Yeah. It's like you can't afford not to. (laughs) That's what I tell people all the time, actually. You can't afford not to. Like that extra 10% would go way farther, like, but I, I, surely I get more back. Like I have, yeah, I'm blessed for real. Yeah. And well, and God is the great multiplier. You know, when you keep that to yourself, 
you keep 10% to yourself, all you have is 10% more. You give 10% to God, he's the great multiplier. Like, he can do far more with that. But even beyond our money, because really Sunday we try to, we, we really try to go out of our way to talk about, like, listen, we're not we're not here to beat you up about money. or anything. That's not our goal, which I don't think we we're beating anyone up, but we're just not here to, like, harp about money multiple weeks in a row. And that's why even Sunday we kind of took the spin of, like, let's talk about time. Let's talk about talents. Let's talk about where we put, like, how we are spending our, our, yeah. uh, our time, which I know you're a self-investor when it comes to your time. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us about that. Well, I, I'm one of those that, you know, time is precious, right? Like there's only, there's only 24 (laughs) hours in a day. And what's crazy is some of the, some of the busiest people that you can think of. And I don't mean busy just for the sake of busy, but people that are busy and accomplishing stuff, whether it's business or even, you know, people in ministry or whatever, they have the same amount of time in the day that people who's, who, don't know how to manage time properly, you know, and I think time management is big. We just talked, me and you were talking about that Sunday evening, you know, about uh, time management. Um, It's just so important, you know, and in that even like when when you're managing time, not just like at work, quote unquote, at work or something, but it's like even at home, you know, and um, I'm trying personally to get into uh, more of a routine. You know, my personality type is one that I like change a lot, but not from uh, a personal standpoint. I like stuff to be in a routine, but you know, I've, I've been reading some of these guys, like some of the, and I, and going back to talking about money, but some of the billionaires in the world, even like your Jeff Bezos or then people like, um, what's the dude we've been talking about recently? Um, the podcast guy, the motivational guy, Tony Robbins, Tony Robbins. Um, yeah. you know, I don't like everything he does, but I like some of it, sure. you know, but he's, I heard him recently on a podcast talking about his, his like morning routines and stuff and how he even, um, how he sets time. Like I spend five minutes praying and five minutes doing this and to, like just how it sets his mind up for the whole day to be productive and to be ready and all these things and to be, he was talking about being grateful. Like, how do you, how do you train your mind to always be in this state of like grateful for what you have? And, you know, he, he talked about meditation and prayer and, and, and all these things. Right. So yeah, I try to invest. I try to set time, set a time, time to, uh, like with leadership and read and I listen to podcast. I don't listen to much music in the car anymore. Even though I love music, but I, it's mostly podcast and, um, that type of thing. So I'm just, you know, like, yeah. you, I, I feel like we can always be better, you know, and I know that ain't always spiritual, but you know, the, the spiritual side of that is I'm a pastor at a church. Like I lead people, you know, I want to be a better leader. Yeah. Well, you, I, you, you know, I don't want to spend my time even as a pastor, you know, and I don't know if this would cause someone to get what I'm about to say aggravated. I don't want to spend all my time shut up in my office spending time studying even if it's in the word right. like or uh, theological books and all these things like i think that's important and it's necessary but but i have people that i have to lead you know sure. i want to be a better leader you know because the success the the quote unquote success of the the people within our ministry is how we lead them you know and it's like me and you can't grow our church and all this you know god ultimately does that but it's like we lead we lead a couple handfuls of people that do a lot of the ministry in our church and that's important. So you have to invest. So yeah, I, I I do self-invest. I try to do that. Well, and I think anyone, you know, even going back to, you know, conversations we've had with other people, you know, you look at pastors, look at pastors or, or great leaders that are just great leaders and great pastors. Like none of them fell face first into that. You know what I'm saying? Like with the exception of maybe Joel Osteen and that's a, there's a theological conversation that go along with what he's doing. <laughs> is but it, I'm just, is I'm just there. <laughs> I, I just mean, he kind of fell into what was already very, a very well built, well established church. Now he's yeah. done a great job building it. And you know, no, we don't need any emails or tweets on what you think about Joel Osteen. I'm just using him an example of someone that kind of, his fell dad had a really, and his dad, suddenly built, got sick and, and built and, a really healthy church you know pastor olstein you know his dad built a very healthy successful church joel took over and has done what he's done with it and you know more on him but all that to say the leaders that you and i and what from what i see out there on facebook and instagram people sharing a lot of are the pastors like stephen furtick greg rochelle um, guys like that, Matt Chandler, like, uh, th- those are the ones, David Platt, the, these are younger pastors. I say younger sub 45. These are younger pastors who, um, and just great leaders who work really hard at what they do to be really good at it. Yeah. St- it- you know, Stephen Furtick, like he invests in himself by flying to 
surround himself with great communicators and great preachers. Therefore, he gets on the stage and he's able to be a great preacher because he's investing great preaching into his own soul. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it just we live in a culture now, our age group and younger, that ex- because like I think the internet is one of the it's probably the greatest invention ever. it's ever. Right. right? It's changing everything. Right. It's changing everything. Whether that's good or bad, doesn't matter how you feel if it's good or bad, it's here, right? You know, but we have these kids you know, people our age and younger. Toys are us. Right. But we have these kids that, you know, they see like Instagram influencers is a real thing. Like some people may not even know what that is. It's like people online on Instagram that get paid to post pictures. You know, if Coca Cola pays them to post a picture of them holding a bottle of Coca Cola. And like they're making money. So because of that, that's like what every kid wants. To, every kid wants to be an Instagram influencer or a YouTube celebrity. Right. Right. Because there's kids making millions of dollars. There's one in our town. One in, yeah. One right here yeah. in Pensacola. And drive, him and his girlfriend got Lamborghinis and they drive around. Right. Yeah. And, and I think that's phenomenal. You know, the, the problem is, you know, you listen to some of these guys like getting off the spiritual as pastors, but like, because um, that doesn't apply to probably most of our listeners, but it's like, take, there's not a person that exists that is a millionaire, especially billionaires, that didn't have it handed to them through trust fund or dad. Like these, there's there isn't one that exists that got that without working every day, every day from their twenties and then probably thirties. Right. Like if if you're if you're 23 years old and you take your summer vacation and you go to concerts and you go like and then you're gonna try to tell me that you're gonna be a billionaire one day, laughable. Yeah. You nah, work. You have to. You work your face off to get to that. Right. Like that's so much. It's so much wealth you have to accumulate. It just takes work, and and then you add that going back to what you said, like people in ministry. You know, like Craig Groeschel has the largest church in the nation, twenty seven campuses or something. Like you don't just fall into that. Right. He planted that church and I built it to that. Yeah. Exactly. You know. Yeah. God's got His hand on that, but He's. He's gifted and, and he's he, talented. Yeah, and getting back to what we were kind of talking about with with that is that these guys invest in themselves, and I think that there's something to learn about that in the church. I know this is kind of a de, kind of we're derailing this a little bit, but it's kind of where I wanted to go with today is that we have lost sight of that in the church, right? Like even going back to what Pastor said, like the the broker you are, and the more like whatever the holier you are. That's like the the historic thinking process of the church. Like the less you have, the more God loves you or whatever. And it's like, no, like I, I do, I believe, and I know it is God's desire for us to be successful in what we do, right? Like, I'm not talking about necessarily like multi-level marketing or whatever, no. right? I'm talking that, about like- Not a get rich quick. Right, I'm like, talking about putting in work to be successful so that when he blesses us, number one, we appreciate it, but then we do something with that to try to help someone else. Right. When someone hands you something, you're not grateful for it. Therefore, you don't think you owe well, someone something. Yeah, you know? the, the pro- yeah because the, the problem is just like mo- most churches, and ours is no different- you know, we have a handful of people or two that the majority of our giving comes from. You know, every church has those big givers and like praise, yeah, the, sure. praise the Lord for that, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And, and that's not to discount the small givers because I would fall in the small giver category, <laughs> yeah, right? Right, right, right? As far right. as if you're talking numerically, like the, the dollar sure, amount. Sure. Um, but imagine what the people of God could do in the kingdom of God if we all were quote unquote more successful or made more money or right. made more funds. The problem is that's why I love Dave Ramsey. The problem is like, that's what he teaches. Like you don't even have to, so many of us as Christians, it's not even, do you got to go acquire more? It's that what you do have is so wrapped up in stupid debt because you have an $800 car payment mm. or 30,000 in credit card debt. Mm. And like, imagine with what you currently have, what you could do in the kingdom of God, if you didn't have the stupid debt. Right. Yeah. And that's why I love Dave Ramsey trying to get that message across. Like get out of the debt and be generous and the Lord will, will bestow more on you. Yeah, absolutely. Cause I, that, and that's the thing is like you, you, number one, doing the right thing with what you have, which is what we talked about earlier. You know, God is 
interested in the investment and, and he's inspecting it. How are you managing what you have? And going into debt isn't it. And going into debt isn't it. Keep in mind, the fair is here for you local Pensacola people. The fair is here. Don't go into debt for the fair. Christmas is around the corner. Don't go into debt for Christmas. Stop doing things that continues to consumerize your children and your family. And fellas. <laughs> fellas. 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 Stop. Let's pause right here. <laughs> fellas. Don't go take a loan out to buy the engagement ring for the girl you're fixing to marry. That's that's a bad precedent in your marriage. Yeah. Save up some money and go buy the ring. And let's say let's say you're in a position where you had to like put it on one of those no interest credit cards at the place. You have to prioritize paying it off before the interest hits. And Pastor Nan, Pastor Nan did this with me and Ashley because I did that like where we were financially, whatever. Um, but I did that, and Pastor, he obviously he was the one that was going to marry us. He would not do the wedding until it was paid for. Yeah. Like, and he, luckily, I had a dad that understood finances. You know, he, yeah. like I, I like refuse, I refuse to marry you until you don't have that debt. That and a number of other things. He wanted all our credit cards paid off. Like he stepped in, he said, "You're not going to start your marriage in, in, in twenty thousand dollars worth of debt." Yeah, stupid. Like and so other than a house, like house, whatever, like you know. But I'm talking about like the extra stuff that yeah. you pile on. Yeah. And uh, because man, financial uh, financial worries is the number one cause of divorce right That's now in America. Right. So so you're gonna go into debt. Go. Uh, you're gonna enter yeah. your marriage. With the number one reason why people get divorced, like that's not a good thing. Nah, but going back to yeah, going back to the idea, it's like we. I think we need to invest in ourselves. Like we need to, we need to see ourselves number one as God sees us, which is considerably, uh, considerably more valuable than oftentimes we give us credit for. We are far worse than we could have ever imagined, but He loves us far more than we could ever conceive. Like so, therefore, He wants great things for us, but not great things for us so that we can obtain greater things. He wants great things for us so that we can do greater things for other people. And so having seed in the ground, but you got to believe that. Like you got, you, you got to believe like God wants more for me than this. I wonder, yeah, at the time of record by this, by the time you guys are listening to this, this will have already happened. We're recording this today. We're recording this on Tuesday. This will release tomorrow, Wednesday, when you guys yeah. hear tonight's the mega millions one, lottery journal. $1.6 billion. billion. I hope a Christian wins that. Oh, that'd be great. And I really hope it's this one that's speaking. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but 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 what I say is though, like imagine that is, and we joked about it. You even joked about it in your in your message. Like, great. Like I did the. I looked at the numbers yesterday. The cash payout, right, with the lump sum option, it's like a ninety million dollar tithe. Ugh. Like that's in. That's. Could you imagine what you could do in your local church body with that? The church would have no choice but to give that away. Right. You can't hoard that. What, it, yeah, we, what would our church of 500 people do with $90 million? <laughs> we would grow from 500 people to something else. I can right, tell you that. I know, but, but like, like we can't, there's not a building no. big enough we could build Forget an extravagant, it. Like, no. there's the, the, we'd be paying off Liberty's building or something. Or something. <laughs> yeah, like the churches we like, yeah, churches we're no we're in relationship with the the layers and levels of blessing that would come from from something like that. So I hope a Christian wins that. That'd be great. I ho- I hope you win it too. I you know I don't need to win. I just need you to win. So hey, if I win, we get in that. Well, I'm gonna tithe to this church. Don't worry. Yeah, tithe. <laughs> you're gonna take a vacation. You've already told me. Oh, uh, I'm yeah, yeah. I'm out yeah. for a while. You're gonna be volunteering as executive pastor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not working. Yeah, yeah, no, listen. <laughs> I can't be almost a billionaire and have a boss. Okay, it's impossible. <laughs> like, can't happen. No one's telling me what to do. <laughs> like, with that kind of money, like, uh, not, yeah. not happening. I hear you. Well, the good thing is we could afford another really good executive pastor at that. Yeah, point, we could. So. Yeah, you have somebody. Like, yeah, the church is in good hands. Call Greg a show or something. Somebody. Uh, but yeah, like, there's there's no way I could have a boss. Like, you want me to show up at what time? Nah, I'm good. I'll get here when I want. <laughs> no, but for real, I hope a Christian, a Christian that understands this principle, you know, and because you could do so much. So it's like seed in the ground. You know, it's yeah. like, that's life changing. And obviously it's fun to talk about, but yeah. somebody is going to win it tonight. Yeah. Somebody's going to, or, Hopefully or, or it goes at, up again. at some point, someone's going to win it. I, you know, I'd hate to see that money blown and squandered and stupid oh, stuff and wanted. debauchery and all these things when it could really like. Imagine what you can do in the kingdom of them. You heard him, folks. 
debauchery. Debauchery. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I agree, man. And I think for our personal lives, you know, land, kind of landing that part of the plane, it's like, I do think- How that, do you land part of a plane? I, Stop, land, landing the plane <laughs> of that conversation. Okay. Uh, kind of landing that is, is I, I do believe that for many of us, we need to be investing in ourselves more. Uh, we need, you know, and I don't, I don't even necessarily just mean financially, you know, maybe you do need to buy a leadership book. Maybe you do need to become part of a, you know, something that's going to help develop. That's why I love the leadership pipeline. You know, I got, we got 10 students that meet on, you know, right. Our year one of our leadership pipeline, uh, shout out to all you students that are listening. I know yep. some of you are, but, um, man, I, I can't applaud that more because what they're saying is I want to invest financially because it does cost money, but I'm also investing my time because I believe God has more for me than what I have right now. And I know that I'm going to have to invest to tap into that. So I'm showing God who is interested in my flourishing that he, he can invest into me. Um, and that when he inspects what I'm doing with his investment, he's going to see that I'm trying to become a better leader. I, I'm listening to podcasts. I'm, I'm doing research. I'm sitting in lectures and I'm, I'm, I'm putting myself in a position where I can grow. And I think every, like we all have that opportunity. You know, you and I talk about it a lot. Like, Man, how many books, how many podcasts, how, how much money do we spend of our own money on making sure that we are the best version of us that we can be? You know, I'm not talking about best from the standpoint of sin. I'm talking about like we're the best leader we can be. We're the best communicators we can be. You know, we were talking the other day about different things I'm doing to try to even hone my communication skill. I, I have to communicate to thousands of people every single week when you include live stream and stuff. That's what I'm like. I have to do that. So it doesn't make sense for me to be satisfied or content with being a mediocre or pretty good communicator when I could be a great one. If I just invested in myself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, because yeah. so much is so much of what we do as leaders or believers or whatever is learned behaviors. You're so right. And like, people, people underestimate that. They underestimate They think that. we're just born with it. Nah, like the, the, the preacher that you watch online and love, go if you could find their first sermon ever, wasn't that good, probably. Well, that's what I was saying earlier. Yeah, it's like, about, about someone like Stephen Furtick. Stephen Furtick, yeah. Stephen Furtick is a prime example because he's a phenomenal preacher and communicator. But I, I, I happen to know this because I know some people that are, I'm going to use the term close, that's a loose term, that know him and talk with him somewhat often. I'll put it that way. And that what most people don't know is how much he invests in his ability to communicate well. How many times he listens, how many sermons he listens to of other communicators. For example, T.D. Jakes is a big one he listens to to try to pick up on his rhythms and his ability. To, when does he when does he pick up? When does he slow down? When does it, like those are all things that kind of he pays attention to, but he's investing in himself. Like mm-hmm. that's a thing. And so many people want to be great, but they don't want to do what it takes to be great. Like so many people don't want, put on the work, man. I mean, like, and it and it really is like. If you want to be an anomaly? You gotta act like one. That's right, because as we know from GV, which both of us listen to yep. often, talent is everywhere. Talent is so cheap, bro. Talent is everywhere, but hard work is what pays off. Yeah, and so man, we got to put in the work. Uh, we got to do something with what God has given us. So we got to put seed in the ground. So what I was getting back to what I was talking about with that whole thing is that we have to put seed in the ground, even when it comes to investing in ourselves, so that we can be the leader that God wants to use to create an impact in other people's lives. Like that, that is the the general deal that I wanted to communicate with this. And so let's let's quickly go through these some of these points we talked about Sunday because. Um, talking about if it's my time to flourish there's a few things that flourishing is and the first one flourishing is conditional flourishing is conditional uh joshua 1 7 and 8 uh, why don't you read that for us justin yeah be strong and very courageous be very. careful to obey all the law my servant moses gave you do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Now, some of you guys were riding with us back in the Blessed series last year. You're going to remember this. But we talked about the if and the then. And if you do these things, then God fulfills his promise to do those things. And a lot of times we want God to fulfill his end of the promise that we never accomplish step one of him fulfilling. Yeah, We haven't changed anything about our lifestyle. We haven't given any more of our time or our talents or our treasure. We haven't given anything more, but we want God to give more back to us. But God uses harvesting and farming 
a lot throughout the Bible to talk about you'll you'll reap what you sow like you to to the, de- to the degree that you give like uh, he constantly talks about like what you put in there's something that can be brought out now the only place that that kind of shapes differently is in salvation uh, because Jesus put in first uh, and but all that to say like man that flourishing is conditional and a lot of people want to walk a blessed life. They want to live a blessed life, but they're not giving. They're not putting seed in the ground. So they're flourishing. The condition uh, that is required for their flourishing, they're not putting in that part of the work. Therefore, the three areas of flourishing that we both, that we know them to be, we talk about them a lot. Justin, what do you got there? Treasure, time, and talents. Treasure, time, and talents, right? So your finances, your time, and your gifts. How do you use those to show God that you are worthy of receiving more of this, of those things? Mm-hmm. Your, your finances, your time. Some people never have enough time. I know you know some people like that. Like, they, I'm just so busy. It's like, doing what? Like, I, I remember at one point, I was a, a associate pastor. I was assistant pastor here at the church. I owned, at one time, two different companies and was working a different job. It was like, and people were like, only working one job, wasn't married, had no kids. And like, I just don't have time. And I'm like, what are you doing with your life? Like, are you, are you on Netflix all day, every day? Like, what could you possibly be doing? You know? Well, and you yeah. have nothing to show for. It's not like you're working. You know, there are people that work 95 hours a week or whatever, uh, but yeah, then they, they have something to show for it. Yeah. Like 95 hours a week of work. <laughs> right. Like, you know, like, yeah, everyone's busy nowadays, you know, like, Busy. Everybody you talk to is busy, and and you know I'm guilty of that. Like if using that, how's it been going? Like, they've all been busy, you know. Yeah. Like you know, the, yeah. And a- areas of our life are busy. Are busy, you know. But the ch- right now, the church, the season we're in as a church, you and I are extremely busy. Yeah, but and I still have down, like I have downtime. Like, sure. You know, I'm not working 24 seven. Yeah. You know, like, and I don't think you should. You know, so um, yeah. We work 24 so. six. Keep the Sabbath. Keep the Sabbath. <laughs> so, I do keep. I keep mine. Yeah. I hey, need a day off. Hey, listen. So yeah. flourishing number one is conditional. Next, flourishing is it's obtainable. Obtainable. Um, and, and I I dropped this in because I I genuinely think there are some people that don't believe that a blessed or flourishing life is even an option for them. Like that's just like the, you know, their great grandma was broke, their grandma was broke, their mom was broke, they're broke, and their kids are going to be broke. We have that in this town, man. The it, spirit dude, it's, of poverty. It, it is a yeah, it's the spirit it's, of poverty. I mean, it's, a, it's like, and I believe it is a trick of the enemy. Again, not because God wants us all to be rich. God wants us all to be living well enough that we can be a blessing to someone else. You know, now you go to China or something. Living well enough may not mean ever having $10, but it may mean having, you know, two extra cows or what, I don't know what to have in China, but you know, like, <laughs> like having chickens, know, yeah, chickens, you know, and an extra bag of rice, you know, or whatever, like, you know what I mean? Like it, cats it, do not start <laughs> with me right now. Like, so like if you go overseas, you know, those are different. So I'm not, it's not, but here in America, like one of the, those driving factors. So for you, maybe you don't ever have a hack. You don't ever have an extra $5,000 in the bank account. Right. But you find yourself, like I talked about Sunday, um, every chance you get, dropping by the gas station, taking five bucks out, you, you know, when you buy something, get it, get an extra $5, put it in your car, and you see someone that's hungry, give it to them. Like, well, what are they going to do with that $5? I don't care. It's none of my business. Yeah. Well, what are they going to buy beer? I don't care. It's none of my business. When God tells you to bless somebody, you, when God blessed you, like, that person wasn't like, now listen, are you going to buy a new car with this? Or are you going to like, they, when, you know, when God gave you the blessing, he gave you the blessing. So like, same for you. Like when God tells you, give that person $5 on the street corner, give them $5. Stop asking questions. You know, now I hope you're not going to go buy a beer with this. Like none of your business. Like I hope they don't either, but it's still none of my business. Like God tells you to bless them, bless them. Yeah. But the thing is, is we tend to put hurdles in our own way of all the reasons or of all the reasons God can't in our mind, or we actually give God all the reasons why he shouldn't with our actions. Right. So like we either say, man, there's no way God could bless me. Therefore we don't do the right things um, to line ourselves up because it's conditional. The flourishing is conditional. 
Uh, we don't do all the things that line up or in our own mind. Like we, we've already counted God out of whatever he could do in our life in our own mind. Mm-hmm. But Second Corinthians is 9 is pretty clear on how that works. Yeah. Right? Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. So I think that, that, you know, we highlighted some words in that scripture. Whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will reap generously. And he's done all of that. And why has he done all of that? The end of verse eight, so that you will abound in every good work. So that in all things at all times, you'll have all that you need Mm -hmm. so that you can do the things he called you to. So, so generously so that you can reap generously so that you'll have all the things at all the times that you need so that you can abound in every good work. And so like, he's clear, like, man, do give of your time. Give financially, give your time, give your, your, your talents. What are you good at? What is a way you could impact our, the dream team? You know, if you're here in Pensacola, if you're a TC member, you haven't joined the dream team maybe, or maybe you have joined, but you're kind of just being dormant. You're not really, you know, getting there Sunday ready to, to make a difference in someone's life and change, you know, change someone's world with the hope of Jesus. If that's you, like, what could you be doing more so that you could abound in every good work? What, what could you be doing more? How could you sow more? Uh, and so it is obtainable. It's obtainable for us. We've got to be putting the right seed in the ground. And then the, the third one, which got there, Justin? Flourishing. I'm so, I'm stutter Flour, on flourishing. flourishing is seasonal. Flourishing is seasonal. Galatians 6, 7, and 9. It kind of is the same thing, but go ahead and read it. Yeah, don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always reap what you sow. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So let's not get, is that next part part of the scripture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Is it, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. And I think that, you know, again, so in the first part of Galatians 6 and verse 7, he says, You will always reap what you sow, going back to what we're talking about, having seed in the ground. You're always going to reap what you sow. But then we jump down to verse 9. He says, Let's not get tired of doing what is good. In other words, sometimes you put seed in the ground, you put seed in the ground, you put seed, you're serving on the dream team, you're making a difference in people's lives, you're finding people who you can impact throughout the week, you're giving your tithes, you're giving your offerings, and it still kind of feels like you're in like a grinding season where. Man, like, God, are you going to come through? Are you going to come through? Well, verse 9 says, let's not get tired of doing what is good at just the right time. In other words, at just the time that God already knows and has predestined and set aside for you, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Sometimes I think we give up on our on our flourishing before it comes to our front door mm-hmm. because we don't like the season that we're in. And we have to realize that there's a season between when you plant and when you harvest. Now, Justin, I know you're not a farmer. We talked about this already. I did. <laughs> but if, again, going even back to the stock market thing, like if you put something in the stock market, you're going back. You're looking for the right time that it's going to do something for you, right? Now, sometimes it's quick, but sometimes it takes a while. Like it usually does. Most good stock moves well, slow. is a slow climb. And even some of them take dips. It's an overall climb, but there are dips in the climb where as long as you don't panic and bow out too quick, then you can get like you, you it, it'll grow. But you got to like be patient during those seasons and those seasons of dips. But even for us spiritually, like, man, those seasons where like we've been giving, we've been trusting, we've been serving. And then we get hit with that bill that we didn't see. And it's like, man, we took a dip. But if you realize even that dip is um, is God's going to get you out of that and you're going to be moving higher and higher. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's what we have to see. Flourishing is a seasonal thing. I mean, you got to be putting seed in the ground. And we talked about uh, the five things, five keys to authentic flourishing. So on the way out, we kind of wanted to give some steps uh, to help people in their flourishing and steps to flourishing. And so we gave them five things. Let's go through those, Justin. Yeah, step number one, choose good soil. Choose good soil. You can't plant a harvest on concrete. 
No. It's not going to grow. No. Right? You've got to pick good soil. Um, now, I know, Justin, you've been in ministry for a while, so I know you've probably experienced this, but the people who continue to, to dump money and resources into their kids who are complete knuckleheads. Mm. You ever met someone like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, That's a bad move. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, they continue, like, Listen, if they've squandered everything you've given them, stop giving them stuff. Tough love. Like, yeah. Stop giving them a couch to sleep on, money for the pills or whatever they keep buying. Like, cut them off because you're not doing any good by giving them that stuff. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, the money that you're giving towards all those things, you could actually be putting that into people whose lives are changing, not the people who keep dragging you down. So pick good soil to sow into. Now, am I telling you not to be praying for your child or friend or cousin or whatever? No, no, no. Pray for them. And if they need something, I'm talking not like if they just want $10, but if they if they find themselves in a place where they're like ready to have a conversation and they need help, help them. But I'm talking like- don't. There's a difference between like caring, and caring for and enabling. Yeah. You know, like- Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, you're hungry? Let's go get some food. Not, here's 50 bucks. <laughs> Right, because ten of that's going to get used on food. <laughs> yeah, you know they're going to get three Wendy's four for fours. That's good. Hey, yeah, that's a good deal. That's a good deal. So, <laughs> so choose good soil. Then number two. Number two, always have seed in the ground. Always have seed in the ground. And this is important because I talked about how um, on Sunday that God has a way of you. Whenever you need a miracle, when you're at a place where you need God to come through, you know, maybe financially or whatever, like it's good to be constantly planting because then you find yourself in seasons where you can harvest at a, at a regular pace. In other words, like Ashley and I, we live a flourishing life. We don't have flourishing moments. We live a flourishing life. And like you know my life. I mean, Justin's the executive pastor. He knows how much money I make. I like we like we're not buying yachts or like Lamborghinis. You know what I mean? Not we're even we're not even close. <laughs> like we don't we don't live that life yet. Me and my wife are extremely blessed. But the reason why we're blessed is because we always give. We're always putting seed into good soil. We're always blessing people we know, giving, helping out different family members, you know, that she may have or I may have or, or friends, you know, that are going through stuff in different hard times. They go through different seasons. They're hit a dip and, and she'll text me and say, hey, we're giving so-and-so $100. I'm giving so-and-so $150. And that's good seed and good soil. But we live a constant life, not just moments of flourishing. We live a life that is flourishing because we always have seed in the ground. We give our tithes, our 10% of our income, we give that to the church. But then above that, I mean, we're constantly looking for how we can impact other people's lives. So we live a life of flourishing. And again, like I'm inviting you, listener out there, podcast land, like I invite you onto this journey with us. Like it's a great, great way to live life. You know, like, yeah. you know, like, it's a great way to live, to know that God who owns, uh, you know, cattle on a thousand hills, as the Bible says, like, you know, that, that as we navigate what life looks like to have him on your side, it's a, it's a great place to be. Right. Totally. Which brings us to the third key of authentic flourishing. Yeah. Gratitude is the fertilizer. Gratitude helps it grow. Man, gratitude is the fertilizer. So you want to live a flourishing life, be grateful for what you have. Listen, do all of us want a little bit more? Sure. Are there things in our life that we wish we had? Of course. But we need to be grateful for what we do have. Like, That's right. We need to be grateful for where we are. And, uh, you know, even if you're having a hard time finding things to be grateful for, maybe you're at a season of life where you're literally like, man, Brad, Justin, I, like things are bad. Things are really, really hard. And, and I'm having a hard time seeing even what to thank God for. The fact that you have the cognitive ability to even make that decision is a blessing in and of itself. Right. Even go what we talked about a few weeks ago. Like if you own a pair of shoes, you're in the top like one percent of the world financially or something. Like it's insane. insane. Like you know, so like we all have something to be grateful for. We may not we may not have all the things we want, but God has certainly blessed us with the things that we need. That's right. So then number four, 
Look, uh, number four, look for your harvest. Look for your harvest. So as you uh, plant good seed into good soil and you fertilize it with gratitude, uh, man, go out and start looking for your harvest. Look for your blessing. Look for the things that God's doing. You know, I remember at a season, me and Ashley had, um, you know, at a season where we're just dealing, we were dealing with a lot. Um, you know, our marriage wasn't in trouble or anything. We were just dealing with a lot, a lot of stress, just stuff, 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 stuff. And we were really praying. We need, we need a God to, to really come through for us. And, and I remember she ended up getting a raise at work and we weren't even financially. We were fine. The blessing we needed from our perspective was actually like these things over here. But then she gets this, she gets this raise at work. And I remember sitting down with her and saying, you know, babe, it, it, we, we really got to stop for a second. And recognize and be be grateful, like rec- recognize that God is giving us a harvest over here. Even though we're praying for things over here and we haven't seen some of these things change yet, we need to recognize that there's a harvest coming in over here. Like, we need to be looking for how God is doing things in the area of our life, areas of our life that aren't even the specific things that we're praying for. But because we put seed in the ground a season ago, like they're still coming up and we need to be looking for that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. And then number five is the last one. Replant from your harvest. We need to replant from your harvest. So when you get that harvest, when God gives you that breakthrough, when he when he gives you that, you know, that financial blessing, take part of that and replant it. That way you got more seed in the ground for next time. You know, what I, t- I try to tell people all the time, I'm like, if God ever gives you more time, like don't fill it up with just your own stuff. Like don't go take like, oh, God gave me, you know, he put me in a position where I, I can work you know, four tens instead of five, whatever, you know, like, and so like now I have a whole day off and it's like, I I plan on wasting that away and doing nothing with it. It's like, man, you could really be using like, you need to replant your heart, the harvest God gave you to be able to have more time. You need to replant that time. That's why I love guys like Chris Eccles. You know, one of our, uh, I guess, interns quote unquote up here for our creative department, you know, the way God has allowed him to structure his schedule. He has uh, Fridays off. So what does he do on Fridays? He comes up here with John and serves on our creative team, midweek stuff, helping us with videos and learning stuff. Like he's recognized, you know what? I'm going to give God even part of my time. Like he's blessed me with a harvest to be able to do this with my time. I'm going to replant part of that by doing this with it instead of just wasting it away on my couch or whatever. And uh, you listener out there in podcast lane, like what could you be doing right now? Uh, or not in this very moment, but what could you be doing in your life in the areas that maybe you're, you're not being as good of a steward as you could be over some of your, the giftings that you have, you know, maybe you need to lead a small group next semester. Maybe you need to do more on the dream team than you're doing right now. Maybe you need to give more financially again, not to me, you know, I, like Justin said last week, I hate the term when people talk about paying their tithes. You're not paying your tithes. You're worshiping God with the thing mm-hmm. uh, that he's asked, like, for us to, to give part of, that he's even given us back to him, you know? Yeah. So we need to replant from our harvest. So whatever God gives you, man, make sure every time he gives it to you, you turn around and give part of it back to him. And that's how we do it. That's it. That's how we keep seed in the ground, folks. And that is how we live the authentically flourishing life. All right, guys. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Justin, tell them where they can find us. They can find more about us at transformationchurch.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Transformation Pensacola. At Transformation Pensacola. We appreciate you guys. We love all of you. We'll be back next week for another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast. See you guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. It would mean so much to us if you would subscribe, like, and review on iTunes. You get double points if you show us love by sharing it with your friends. Don't forget, you can follow Pastor Justin and Pastor Brad on Instagram and Twitter at Justin Oswald underscore and at Brad Livingston underscore. You can tweet them your questions and comments or email them to us at followup at transformationchurch.com. For more info on Transformation Church, visit us online at transformationchurch.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. We'll be here next week where we will help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us.